there, and welcome back to See and Free Studio. This is the place where we come to talk about what makes us unique, special, and different. And sometimes we meet people in our lives that have similar USDs to us, and this next person is one of those for me. He describes himself as a guy who likes to study people. Uh, he spent 11 years of what he calls mostly successful attempts at driving transformational change, now for Phillips North America. He spent seven years as a U.S. Army infantry officer, which no doubt prepared him for fatherhood of his three children, Miles, Zamara, and Christian. Joining us from Atlanta today, please welcome my friend, Will Ramos. Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's good to see you. I yeah. feel like it's been years. It has been years. It has been years since our we took a nice little stroll on Manhattan Beach last time you were here and walked That's for right. quite a while. Um, right. So, Will, tell everybody where you are these days, what you're doing with your time, how are you spending your energy? Yeah, so I'm still living in Atlanta. I am now um, leading the change management uh, practice in North America for Phillips Healthcare. Um, working on, as you know, transformational programs. And then just balancing my time between the demands of the transformational programs and then three uh, children all at different stages from almost a senior in college to a freshman in college to a uh, rumbushes eight-year-old. And then I have a, an amazing wife that kind of brings it all together for us. Yes, your wife is amazing. Trenchetta, shout out to you. Thanks for letting Will <laughs> come on the show today. <laughs> so glad you could be here. Um, so yes, fatherhood. Let's, before we jump right into their USD, you know, how's that been, my friend? We talk a lot about it, um, being parents, and you and I have shared lots of good stories. How, how are the kids? Yeah, the kids are doing well. I, I could not be um, prouder of of all of them, you know, they all bring their their uniqueness to to my life. Uh, uh, there's one who seems to just apologize ahead of time if he thinks he's gone wrong in any direction, and then I have two rogue ones that they may or may not care as to what my opinion is on their life decisions. But but uh, I I would not name who's who, but you you get the point. You know them well. So <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> So, so Will, you know the premise of this show, and and you know, and I know one thing about you is that you do celebrate your children and their uniqueness. And you mentioned that, you know, what is your unique, special, and different? And when did you discover it? Yeah, I didn't. I gave that some thought, and I, you know, I took some time to um, see what the other um, guests have kind of put together and presented. And I would tell you that um, it's been a a journey for me to fully understand what, what that is. In layman's terms, I'll put it as intellectual honesty, but operationally it comes across as an, uh, I would say an aggressive pursuit of fixing the things that I feel have gone wrong in my life. And then by fixing those things, um, I've become better at manifesting a higher better expression of myself, which was then ties back into parenthood, ties back into being a husband, but it very much ties into how I approach work and, and the transformational uh, journeys that I take on at, at work. You know, for, I would say that in stages, it started 1990, maybe, and, and at that point, it was, uh, I've set a goal of being successful at life, but I didn't really define it. I just knew that 
I wanted something different from what I had experienced to, to that point. And then college brought in an entire new world and an entire new um, set of experiences. And that helped me to further refine it. And the college experience was all about validating mental models that were really useful in previous life and previous times, but then now they weren't as useful. So I needed to develop a new set of mental models and approaches to, um, to life. And I think right around the time you know, we met 2013, 2012, 2013, I started to then refine on that um, and, and take that to, okay, now that I define that I want to win in life or I want to be successful in life, and I've started to question all of the mental models that I thought, you know, made who I, who I am, then how do I define success? Um, and, and I bottled that, sort of bring that to a head in three ways. Um, I need to contribute uh, in society and I need to be able to, to be a functioning member of, of this great society. I need to be a uh, absolute best father I can. And, and that in itself is complex because there's three children that need very three, three very different things. And then I need to be very successful at being a, a husband, right? And, and, and being able to take what I, um, what I didn't do well at the beginning and change it and, and be aggressive about changing those things that may not work for me. So I would say, if I summarize all that is I, an aggressive pursuit of self-improvement, which then shows up in every other aspect of my life. Mm, yeah. And I mean, you know, it sounds like you, you've seen these phases over time, uh, your, your own transformation over time. Um, was there one in particular, you know, one time in your life where you're, it really took a while to break some of the mental models that maybe weren't working for you? And, and now today you're, you're really glad you went through that journey. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the, the leap from from high school in a very urban environment in Boston to a, a much more wider environment uh, in college at Northeast University really set the stage for all of the questioning um, to, to happen, right? I wanted to know not only, you know, why was I reacting um, this way or, or, or maybe sensitive to certain situations, but then how could I go about fixing those was that a conversation i needed to have was that i needed to find forgiveness find understanding and i think that journey there um was tough because it it also questioned my identity as i showed up to college but i think you you take that experience and then now you, you can duplicate it right when i um when i left the army it was the same thing, right? I need to reinvent myself and 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 then re-examine my values. Um, shortly after my mother passed away, that way I say shortly, but that was a probably a five-year period of reevaluating and putting into practice all of the lessons she taught me. And was I living up to the expectations that she has set for us, um, you know, through her teachings? And then, you know, marriage, um, marriage. Uh, it's something that I did not want to fail at um, with Princetta, and I wanted to be uh, good at it and make sure that I provided a, a, a healthy and um, loving environment. So I needed to reinvent myself again, right? And, and in that last one, 
I often see myself as a can-do problem solver, but maybe sometimes I lack the empathy needed to, to connect, and I needed to work on that. And, and that was one specific example of how I went about uh, on a journey to, to change that and, and show more empathy and show more love and, and understanding in that relationship. Yeah, well, and, you know, we, it's always easier when it's just you <laughs> looking in the mirror when you have to join somebody else and try to be better for for them and in that relationship it can be a lot harder i think you and i have had many conversations about that um you know as your kids miles is now in in college like you talked about um you know what do you what do you want to impart on on them as they think about you know, figuring out how to improve themselves question their values how do you help them to do that yeah i think the uh the, the one lesson that I want to pass on to them has been the biggest lesson for me, and it's all about being your own personal subject matter expert, right? I always say that there is uh, two things, three things that I can talk about without any preparation. That's me, that's my family, <laughs> and that's change management, right? I can I, We can just have a plain out conversation about that. And I impart on them that they need to be subject matter experts on themselves because oftentimes you're, you will encounter difficult situations that make you question the very essence of, of your value and your contribution to either the organization or, or the team. And you need to be okay with, hey, I just, I am who I am, I like who I am, I just don't fit with that team. The conversely, I am who I am, and this is how I bring value, and this is how I can be successful within this team environment. And so, if I, if there was one lesson I wanted them to take away from from my life experience, would be just that: you know, be your own subject matter expert and understand yourself very well. Yeah, yeah, I like I like that. And you know, you talked about change management, and I know that's what you do at Phillips, and I've I've known you in, in doing that same practice. Can you explain to people? This is something I know is a challenge, Will, but can you explain mm -hmm. to people what is change management and what do you do? <laughs> yeah, oftentimes it starts with aligning the interests of the organization with that of your stakeholders or employees and, and getting a unified plan where we all can march in the same direction. And that's a good um, sort of overarching theme. I think as you dive deeper into that, I spent a lot of time Communicating, communicating clearly and establishing project plans that mitigate fear and the risk associated with taking a step in a new direction, a new product, a new way of working. Um, there's so much that goes into, I have a job or I'm an employed uh, here or there, right? And so for Phyllis as an example, um, there are folks who spent a lot of time, have a big uh, uh, allegiance to the company. And when we introduce change, it almost most certainly questions their entire existence within the organization, not, not necessarily life. Um, but I, I work very hard to, um, to mitigate those fears. And then, right, once we mitigate those fears and answer the questions, we prepare people to be successful and create value in that future state. Yeah, that's great. Um, and you know, you talked about mitigating fear. Uh, was do you feel like that's something that you've mastered in your journey um, of kind of exploring yourself? And was there a point at which you knew that you could do that for yourself? Yeah, so I like the way I like to say is that I I respect fear. I don't 
fear fear, right? So um, I have a healthy respect for it and I understand what, what it can do. And I, I've, I've worked at acknowledging my fear and, and sometimes even doing the self-talk where I tell myself, I, I know you're nervous, um, but this is nothing new, or maybe this is absolutely new and we're gonna give it our best and we'll see how things turn out. And, and I think that's part of the, the introduction in my bio is that I, I like to say that, I'm, that I've been mostly successful at introducing and managing um, change initiatives because um, change and transformational initiatives are, are hard and unknown and it takes a level of um, courage to, to take them on and say, hey, I'll, I'll lead that program and, and I'll figure it out as I go along for the most part, right? Um, same thing with life, um, new opportunities, new experiences, being able to, to have the self-confidence to, to get there. And I would tell you that on that self-confidence piece, so much of it has to do with, um, for me personally, having a really strong family structure that was, that was there and, and provided me a, a, um, a safe environment to, uh, to venture out. But specifically, if I drill down into that, it was the women in my life, right? My mother, my sister, my wife, you. I mean, countless of, of women who, who were able to speak the truth to me, provide me the necessary feedback that I needed, and feedback is a gift, and then, and then be able to, um, to encourage me to implement that feedback and implement that, that change in my life. Yeah, that's great, and thank you. <laughs> I, I am the one that's always saying feedback's a gift. Uh, it doesn't always feel like a gift in the moment, but <laughs> it is a gift. Um, mm -hmm. Well, that's great. Well, like I, uh, you do have some very powerful women in your life. I know just a few of them, and, and I know that to be true. Um, you know, uh, this is a part of the story and the time that we're together that I'd like to ask a random question and get your thoughts uh, on it. Uh, would you pick a number between 1 and 25? Yeah, here's what I like to say. So oftentimes people confuse that I work in change management because I like surprises. And I like to say that I work in change management so I can limit surprises. So, I know you do. so this is actually quite the anxiety building part. But I'm going to go with I'm going to go with number three. Three. That's my, my favorite, favorite number, number yeah. too, my friend. There you see, look. Um, ah, what do you, what have you worked on in your life that you've been able to see and then free for yourself? And where do you go to find those moments? Do you have a special place where you get the clearest head? Yeah, um, the, the one thing that I've been able to work on and, and see a, an improvement, in, and I alluded to earlier, is, is being able to approach to, to implement my my love for problem solving and maybe some level of courage at meeting the unknown with compassion right with loving words and, and being able to to blend that um, together what I've realized um, over the last 10 years is that I charge my battery and I find my center by spending time alone right um, so the the best example was uh, Trinshea and I were just married, and I was um, we lived in a house that had a den, um, and the office overlooked the den. And I was sitting in the den, no TV on, no lights on, and I was like in, um, dare I say it, hog heaven, right? And I was just completely happy. And I remember her looking over the banister, and she asked me, "Is, is everything okay?" 
I said, yeah, everything's just fine. And she said, so why are you being weird just sitting there in the dark? And, I, and it dawned on me that I hadn't explained to my wife that, that I go to these places to, uh, to recharge my battery uh, and then be able to now take that energy and put it forth into problem solving and, and, and demonstrating a high level of compassion and empathy. Yeah, that's great. And and that's actually really refreshing to hear because I think some of us don't, one, take time to ask ourselves, where is that recharge, reset place? Um, and, uh, you know, what's the limitations it brings when you don't do it for yourself? And, and in, in our line of work, well, I think, you know, both of us probably share this, is that sometimes you just want to get it done, you just want to execute, just want to mm-hmm. you know, make that change happen. And that compassion and empathy can, <laughs> can fall to the wayside when you're tired, when you're exhausted, when you don't feel energized. And, um, and that's not at all how you want to go into the situation. So I love that you've, one, found that place for yourself, but two, that, you know, it's made you more effective at, at what you do. With other people. Yeah, I tell my team. I, I tell my team all the time when when I lack the the time to do that, I show up and I'm, I'm I, I just let them know, hey, um, I may be a little sassy today because I haven't had the time to sort of just digest what's been going on the entire week, and I'm jumping into another event, and just being conscious of it now allows me to now verbalize it, but also it I, I move from uh, unconscious to conscious and now I understand how I'm feeling and I'm able better to uh, I'm better able to manage the energy as it comes forth yeah 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 which is great so you talked about will um, that you were in the army um, and mm-hmm. that was a defining time for you uh, was there anything in particular that you took away from that experience um, being in the army uh, as, as you talk about your self-improvement I mean what did the army teach you um, a big part of it is is what most people would say, right? Is is, is discipline. I, I like to say that um, I was I was tough in nature before I got to the army. The army added structure and discipline to that to that toughness. But also um, the the key takeaway for me is that no no person is very much different um, from from me, right? Um, I when I first got out of the army, I had a um, I had a job where I was traveling all across uh, the United States, and I was able to confirm that that hypothesis. Right in the army, I had I had, you know, soldiers from all over the the country, and as I traveled, um, I found something in common with every person in every part of the country. Right. Um, so, unfortunately, in the last few um, years, we've we've kind of fear that the republic is going to fall apart because we all are very different. And although there are differences, I, I'm a strong believer that those things that bind us together um, are more in number or greater in number than those things that, that separate us. We just need to recognize them um, and accept those. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great message. And just remember, we all have those common threads. I started off the show saying that about you and me. You know, I talk about seeing and freeing the best in people, and you talk about being a student of people. You know, we share that in common, and um, and you know, we have very different backgrounds, but we we click because we we get that we found something in common. And I hope more and more people do that that they mm-hmm. they look for the things that they share, not the things that are that are different. 
Um, well, one of the, the organizations that you'd like to support, and we you support a few, and you mentioned that that's one of your you know your focuses is to contribute to society. But one of those organizations is the Veterans Empowerment Organization. Would you share with us a little bit about what is the organization, what do they do, and and how can we support them? Yeah, it's an Atlanta-based organization. The beauty about it is that unlike any other veteran organization, where um, you you show up and um, one, on top of your veteran status, you need to provide um, income, bank accounts, any of that additional information. Um, the VEO is set up to support veterans in need. All you need to do is show up and say, I have a need, whether it is housing, counseling, job placement, resume writing, whatever the case may be, um, they're there to help you. The, the other point about the VEO is that they, and I, and, I, and I love the VEO for this, they run incredibly um, tight. So for every dollar that you donate, 98 cents go directly to, um, to participants of the programs. So they're running on a 2% per dollar, um, per the two cents per dollar uh, budget which makes for a very slim workforce, but an incredibly dedicated workforce that is truly there to, to make a difference. They just um, renovated their, their cafeteria, so they have a, um, also a food program. So it's, it's, a, it's a complete um, helping uh, organization um, for veterans with minimum obstruction to receiving that help. And I, I really appreciate that about that, that organization. Well, thank you. Thanks for supporting it and, and, and educating us about what they do. Um, and please, if you can, support the Veterans Empowerment Organization. Um, like Will said, it sounds like they do a great job of actually empowering our veterans and, and giving them a number of different services that they need. Um, so you'll see at the end of the show uh, a QR code. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can click on that or you can look them up, super easy, Veterans Empowerment Organization. You can look it up at cnfreestudio.com. Will, I am so glad you came to join us today. Um, it's been great reconnecting with you and talking to you about what makes you unique, special, and different, because I love sharing that with the world. So I want to thank you for coming and thank your family for letting us borrow you for a little bit. No, I thank you. It's great seeing you again, and you're, you're near and dear to my heart, and I, and I want to tell you on, on air that I love you, and, and I love your family, and, and I wish you guys the best, and I can't wait to see you again. Yes, I love you too, my friend, and uh, we will see each other very soon. With that, uh, we're going to wrap up the show today. This is See and Free Studio. You can subscribe at seeandfreestudio.com. Hit us on YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can find us just about anywhere. So please subscribe and come back and visit us. <laughs>